Hello and welcome once again to the Cognitive Bias Podcast. I'm your host, David Dylan Thomas. Uh, today is a pretty short bias, but a pretty important one. It's called the notational bias. And uh, where it comes in is if you're, let's say, describing like a form that you want somebody to fill out, but the way you write the form actually excludes some people um, and creates this sort of false assumption about like what categories are available. Um, you can almost think of it like a categorization bias. And kind of the most obvious example is when um, Facebook, uh, back in the day, wanted you to identify yourself like in your profile you had to pick male or female like it was this binary situation and uh, as we all know or as some of us know (laughs) um that's not that is a map to reality um not everyone identifies as purely male purely female um and so anyone in that situation, right, with that identity was basically excluded. It was basically telling them they didn't exist. Um, and it's a bias. It, it, it sets up this notion, this false notion that the world is one way when in fact it's another all through notation. Um, another example, which I never really thought of because I was raised like reading Western sheet music, right? I played saxophone. I played, you know, uh, I sang in the choir or whatever. Like I'm used to and I've arranged songs before. Like, but the thing is Western notation, like the way you write sheet music, the way you write music, um, in traditional Western, you know, cultures is exclusionary. Like it doesn't actually, there's, there's things, there's instruments that you can play melodies, you know, tones that you can create that are uh, endemic to other cultures that you just aren't represented. There's no way to represent in Western sheet music. So again, by the system it's using, the way it's, the notation system it's using kind of excludes and kind of creates this assumption around like what is and isn't music. Um, and uh, another place this kind of comes into play in a slightly different way, but but similar is um, in standardized tests, right? There's all sorts of studies around how people of color do on standardized tests, people who have different backgrounds. And again, standardized tests tend to be um, created by and therefore geared towards, you know, traditional Western, you know, um, generally white cultures, European cultures, Um uh, and as a result, like that notation, the way those things are those things are written, can be exclusionary to people who are you know not raised in that. Um, but the fact that they're not basically it makes this assumption that because they're not raised in that, like their way the the words they use are less legitimate. And I think that's where it starts to become very like um, mean. Um, you know, it's you know as opposed to just whoops, we forgot to include these things. There's the you know because it's a standardized test, the word standards right in there it makes it sound like oh. The European way is standard. Anything else is a deviation and is less important or is maybe even wrong. Um, so uh, as it turns out, there is a bias for this, right? And, and it's sort of like the notation creates the bias. The notation sort of like because we tend to go for what's available and we see like, okay, this Western sheet music or male versus female. Um, by the way, Facebook did eventually change how they did the profile, but when you actually sign up, I think it still makes you choose between male and female. So they got part of the way there. Um, anyway, the um, but the, yeah, the 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 way that things are being categorized um, in in the way it's being presented, like we tend to go for the default, right? So we assume all, you know what we see is all there is. It's a famous phrase that um, Daniel Kahneman used to use when describing cognitive biases: "What you see is all there is." So if I only see male and female, I must assume therefore that all there is in the world is male and female, right? And there's nothing else. Um, so that's what makes it a, a, a dangerous uh, or problematic uh, bias. Um, if you want to learn more about how this plays out in tech, I highly recommend you read a book by Sarah Walker Betcher called uh, Technically Wrong. Uh, fantastic uh, work around, um, and, and a lot of it does deal with this notion of how, you know, notation, the way things are categorized, that Facebook example, right, can... 
um, be this very exclusionary thing. Um, but there's uh, that's one of, of, of the works you might want to look at uh, if you want to learn more about how this plays out in the tech world. And this is, that is where this is really starting to come to the fore, is in the, um, the way things are categorized, the forms we use. Um, another good place to look is at like the census, right? Like how those things are written or how um, the um, EEOC looks at uh, different categories. Like if you have to report who, how diverse your workforce is, the categories you're allowed to use can be problematic and be a little exclusionary because they don't really cover or accurately reflect reality. Um, so that's something... Um, we're going to have to work on it. I'm a content strategist. I work in, in, in web design a bit. So uh, that's something I have to think about too. Um, so anyway, um, I promised a shorter episode. This is a shorter episode, um, but uh, that's notational bias. And uh, for the Cognitive Bias Podcast, I'm your host, David Dolan Thomas. We will see you next time.